Welcome back to Randomality at its finest. I'm joined again by a uh, podcast favorite, Aaron. How you doing, Aaron? I'm doing well. How are you? Jeez, oh, man, you're on here so much, you might as well just become a co-host, huh? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, the first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, because I thought it was really cool last night. This happened just last night. Um, so I watched this streamer. His name's Ninja. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever watched. You probably don't. You're not a Fortnite guy, but he mm. plays a lot of uh, Fortnite. For people who don't know, Ninja is a uh, professional video gamer slash streamer. Um, that's what he does for a job. He's become quite successful at it. Uh, his most known thing was when he played Fortnite with Drake, the rapper. He's also played with football players such as Juju Smith-Schuster and Travis Scott, the rapper. You know, all sorts of people. Um, but anyway, last night I was watching him and... Uh, it was a really good stream overall. It was really fun to watch. He was having a really good time. Let's what I mean by that is he was drinking oh. some some alcohol on the stream. And let's just say that he was probably eight or nine beers deep by the end of the night and three shots. Oh dear. Very entertaining to watch. It was awesome. He was jamming to music and just kinda hanging out playing video games. It was really fun. Um, but the thing that's not, none of that's really important. What I want to get to is what happened at the end, uh, that, that I really, it kind of touched me almost and it made me instantly, I've never in my life subscribed to someone who plays video games because you have to pay a $5 monthly fee. Mm -hmm. I did last night. Um, here's why. So it was near the end of the night. Ninja was admitting that he was far gone, as he said. He kept telling his teammate who he was playing Fortnite with that he needed to carry him in the game because he was absolutely too far gone <laughs> to be playing the game. But then, and they were doing terrible. He was getting destroyed. Uh -huh. He was just drunk. He could not compose himself in the game. Um, but then it finally got to a point, like right near the end of the night, the very last game, he's like, I'm winning this game. He said, if I lose this game, I'm donating $10,000 to a good veteran foundation and he even asked the chat what's the best veteran foundation that i could donate to they all said the wounded warriors project he was like okay wounded warriors project it is if i lose this game donating ten thousand dollars but then he said wait a minute that's no fun he said win or lose i'm donating ten thousand dollars to the wounded uh warriors uh project and to me that alone was really awesome i'm like dude what a way to cap off just a great time i was watching him for like five hours probably well, probably less than that, because I was playing video games. Just I had him on another screen. Yeah. And I was just kind of hanging out, chilling after work. And uh, he ended up winning the game, the final game of the night. And then he went on the website with everybody there. Mm -hmm. Didn't even put his own name as the donor and donated $10,000 to this this foundation, which supports troops. And I, I really appreciated um, after he did the donation, he said, the reason I've done this donation is because I myself, I just play video games. He said, I sit in this house and I play video games and you guys watch me. You're entertained by me, but I could never do what those guys do. Mm -hmm. So those guys, they volunteer to go and protect my right to sit here and play video games. And just the fact that he would donate $10,000, like that's no small amount. Right. On a whim, like drunk ninja <laughs> donates ten thousand dollars. I was like, the least I could do is pay him five dollars this month, right? And then I went and donated five dollars to the foundation as well. Hey, there you go. I, I I just really appreciated what he did. Um, I think it makes him a cool, a really cool um, 
I mean, he was already cool, but he's just a good person. And I think that I just wanted to bring up the fact that he did that because I think it's so special and you don't see people um, doing that every day. So I thought it was really neat. Well, and he's in a particularly good spot as a, Mm -hmm. you know, as a role model, which I think is kind of like a reoccurring theme for us to talk about. Um, You know, he's in the public eye daily, uh, you know, you know, he's goofy, but if you can get past that, you know, it's fun, you know, it's meant to, it's meant to be fun. And, um, I don't watch Ninja a lot, but you know, like here and there, whenever I see highlights of things, I'll watch it. And it wasn't too long ago that he was actually on, um, Ellen Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then he did a big donation for that. He did a live stream and it's like, I I don't remember what foundation was, but it's like every dollar that gets donated is going to go to this foundation on my live stream instead of to me. Um, and also someone who he plays with a lot does a lot of that. His name's Dr. Lupo. He's actually, he lives in Omaha, actually. Um, he did one of the biggest charity streams ever. I think he don't, he, he, every donation that he got during his stream went straight to the, uh, um, children's hospital. Oh, there you go. Um, St. Louis, St. Jude's, I think it was. Um, and I think he raised around $1.3 million. Wow. This is a small streamer. He's not that big. I mean, not that he's small in any way. Well, no. Consider- but-, but considering the market, he's not as big as someone like Dr. Disrespect or Ninja yeah. or, you know, anybody that you could think of that's a big uh, personality in that area. He's super tiny in comparison to a lot of those. And he was able to break a record as to how much money he raised for others. So I just think ninja being a part of that group associated with dr lupo and those guys who take like this is what they do Mm -hmm. for a living for them to take um an opportunity where they can make money and not only give their money away to a good cause but also get other people who don't even usually watch them to come in and donate money right for these causes i think it's a really neat thing and kind of shows the direction that society could be heading uh, if we keep kind of neat things like that up hopefully (laughs) hopefully hopefully um something kind of crazy i saw last night when i was trying to go to sleep i always watch just these really random videos i was watching this this uh channel called i think it's called top five i can't really remember the name of the channel i just follow all these random channels that just give you like random facts about things there's this list of top five biggest waves any ship has ever encountered like on video mm-hmm. in the ocean let me just say <laughs> i mean if you put in your head how big these ships are you should have seen some of these waves like we're talking like yep. huge like crap your pants kind of big yeah it was crazy to me i'm curious would you ever do a cruise you know i've thought about it like i i personally just love the water and you know, the idea of a cruise actually just like stimulates that even more. I mean, I know I'm not technically going to be in the water mm-hmm. at, like a lot, but just being in that kind of environment, I feel like it'd be very, very comforting for me. And, you know, it's something I want to do. So, yeah. Oh, no, man. After watching some of those videos, those waves are gigantic and there's nobody to save you anywhere. And, you know, honestly, they're probably a lot safer on those waves than it looks on the video like it's probably they're probably just doing just fine but to me it's just like no way jose i'm good yeah i i think it's funny too because like that's i've, I've thought about that as like a possibility obviously it's a very real possibility since it happens mm-hmm. but you know that's not something that would deter me necessarily For sure um and like 
you know, I, I've watched the Weather Channel and like, you know, they do outrageous weather phenomenon. And like one of the segments was about like, you know, tidal waves and mm -hmm. like just being caught out at sea on a boat. And some, yeah, I have seen some of those and it's just like, wow, that is terrifying. <laughs> but like, Heck no, it, but I mean, it, comparatively, like, you know, that situation can happen. I mean, not necessarily the waves, but, you know, like natural disasters are going to happen anywhere, oh, yeah. regardless of where you're at. So why let fear dictate your life shout out to the people in the navy too who basically live on a ship right you know oh, that's goodness that's crazy so shout out to you guys for doing that for our country um the other day i was looking so i i just came back from my little uh break i guess you could call it my unfortunate break from podcasting <laughs> right after starting um and i was looking at some of my metrics that i have from uh, my podcast uh-huh and it kind of breaks down your viewers, what they're viewing on, where they're viewing from. And I noticed a really neat thing to me. To me, it was just kind of crazy because the thought that I would even have people listening to me speak into a microphone is kind of <laughs> crazy. But the thought that I have viewers in a different country really just kind of blew my mind. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I have viewers in Ireland, which shout out to you guys if you're listening to this episode. I appreciate you. Um. I don't know what it is about it, but I, I just find myself speechless with the fact that my reach already, like, it's very early stages for me. Yeah. And I already have people in a different country who have somehow stumbled upon my <laughs> podcast. And I'm curious, what do you think about people from Ireland possibly hearing your voice? Hey, whatever. I mean, if they're willing to listen to whatever shenanigans we're talking about, <laughs> then that more props to them. And thank you very much for listening to us. I would love to visit Ireland someday. Have you seen like photos and videos of Ireland? Yeah, um, I actually had a friend not too long ago. Um, he, him and his wife and his and uh, her family, they went to Ireland and, uh, you know, I think they had like family ties or something to Ireland, and so they all wanted to go. And uh, he was showing me pictures and videos of of all the sites and stuff. And they went sightseeing, and it's gorgeous. It was it was yeah, wonderful to I've look seen at. Some breathtaking videos on Facebook of it. And my my first thought when I see those, and I'm like blown away by that. It's like you think about when you when you're in a place and you try to take a picture of something or a video of something, it never does it justice. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, if those videos aren't doing it justice, and I'm still like in awe, in awe, that must be one of the craziest things. And I know I've seen videos of like Sweden as well, which look crazy. Right. I feel like I just, um, I have to go there uh, at some point in my life. That'd be really neat. I, I did want to ask you though, what is your like, if you could go anywhere in the world, like right now? No charge. You could go anywhere you wanted, but it's only you can only pick one place. Where do you go? Uh that's a tough one. I, I, I am probably wrong in this, but uh, I kind of want to say the Netherlands. I, I think I'm wrong on that, but um, it's funny because I uh follow this this YouTube group and they they also do like Facebook videos and they do these silly little skits mm -hmm. and stuff. But um, I think they're based in the Netherlands and the sites that they choose to shoot their uh, comedic skits and things. They're just gorgeous places. And, you know, they do a lot of um, so they're they're big PUBG streamers, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the other side of the coin here. Um, but, you know, they, they do 
live action streams of like situations that pertain to like PUBG, and it's just really really fun to watch the skits and then like you look in the backgrounds and it's just like wow some of these places i would really like to visit like they're very gorgeous places mm -hmm. so it's like wow interestingly enough recently i upgraded my wi-fi to google routers uh-huh and the the weird thing is when we were setting them up we were having some issues with it so we had to call in their customer support and it was the the lady who answered the phone and walked us through how to set everything up mm -hmm. she was from the the netherlands um and the funny thing about the process is you have to wait for the device to update in the process. Uh -huh. um, and it was super neat because while we were waiting, she was just having small talk with us. And it's so neat learning about someone else's life just in that right. little short, tiny span of time. Right. Uh, she talked about how she rides her scooter to work every day <laughs> and all these neat little things that really also i wish i remembered her name because she was really cool yeah um so good job to her in terms of customer service because she was fantastic and it was really a pleasure to get to talk to her and just that little span of time getting to kind of learn about the littlest things that she wanted to share with some random customer in a different country on the phone right um then in our waiting time and i just realized i was wrong it's New Zealand, New by Zealand? the way. New yeah. Zealand is what I was New thinking. New Zealand's cool. I've I've heard a lot of crazy stories about New Zealand, like tourism there. Yeah. Not bad crazy, yeah. but like good crazy. <laughs> um, one in specific, I think it was Burt Kreischer talked about ziplining there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a crazy story if you ever want to check that out. Um, back to the question that I asked you, though. Me personally... A lot of people haven't heard of this, but I'm a big island guy. I'm a warm weather kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. Bora Bora is literally my dream location. Have you ever heard of Bora Bora? Mm -hmm. They got the huts over the water, and it's literally known as heaven on earth. I would uh, love to go there someday. I think it would be outstanding, and also to learn the culture and... Because the, the neat thing about living on an island like that, and I went to Hawaii, and you kind of even saw it a little bit there, but an island like that, so uh, so far away from everything else, it would be neat to kind of see what kind of foods they, they've come up with and mm -hmm. kind of the way that they do things and cultural differences. And that's just one thing that I really want to do sometime. But yeah, uh, I also would like to visit Australia sometime. Oh, of course. But... <laughs> But I recently learned about their box jellyfish. Now I already I already know of box jellyfish, but I learned that they mostly live around there mm -hmm. and in that part of the ocean. Um, and I saw a video, and box jellyfish were rated the most dangerous. They mostly have have the most instance in incidences, if I can speak, in Australia, um, and they basically. They're different from other um, jellyfish in the fact that most jellyfish kind of float around with tides and whatnot, mm -hmm. but they actually swim. So it's it's terrifying to me because most people who get stung by them um, are usually not able to survive. Oh, okay. They have a ton of poison or not not poison, whatever the word is, uh, inside when they sting you, they inject you with some sort of paralyzing something. I don't know. It's terrifying. 
And on top of that, the bugs in Australia oh, right. are disgusting. Right. Have you seen some of those? And I know I I've, I saw a video, this guy debunking like myths about Australia. Uh-huh. And he said, there's not that many spiders around here. I don't know. I've seen video of like like all sorts of spiders let's just leave it at that i've seen all sorts of videos i mean i guess that could be like the rare instances of you know but (laughs) to me that those two things are a big deterrent from that also i saw this thing about these like underwater snails or slugs that were voted like the second deadliest oh dear and what happens is they they'll bite you and they have i think they said that they have enough um, not venom, but toxin in them mm-hmm. to paralyze eight elephants. Oh dear! But it paralyzes you, uh-huh. and you have the full ability to see what's going on around you, but, but you, you just can't move. You can't cry for help. Oh man! Like so, you just so it's like sleep paralysis, yes, but it's like, vent, like paralysis. a venom induced sleep paralysis, and it's like a freaking snail or a slug or something. Oh, of course, <laughs> I don't know if those are around Australia, but I saw, I did see. That those exist, and now I'm like, oh, that's the thing about the ocean that that I find kind of. I love the ocean. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It feel you know, it feels nice to swim in. Uh-huh. You know, all the things in it are are awesome to look at and unique. Um, but the thing about the ocean that I find so neat is it always reminds you who is in charge. Right. Mother Nature always proposes her dominance in a sense. Mm-hmm. The tides are super powerful, um, and all of the animals living within that kingdom really do pose a threat to anybody. Right. Not all of them, but a majority. <laughs> so I I do find that neat. Uh, you saw the Joker movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. did you think of it? Um. Well, that's uh that's a tough one. Um, I personally really really liked it uh taking away from the fact that you know like they already announced pre um release that you know the movie wasn't going to have any real ties to like the bigger dc universe you Mm -hmm. know so we weren't going to see a batman any mentions of it i mean of course we did see like the wayne family but it was like a different depiction like thomas wayne was totally different than he's ever been in any of the comic iterations or you know, uh, animated series or anytime the Wayne family's like story has been told, you know, that was different. And then of course the Joker himself, his story comes from a different stem from, you know, how we've come to known, you know, our crazy clown prince. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten to see it yet, but I really, I heard the acting is really good. So I really want to see it. It It is. Uh, so, um, uh, I always butcher his name. Uh, Yoquan, something like so, that. Yeah, sorry, I'll uh, mess it up. Too. <laughs> we'll we'll just refer to him by his last name because you can't mess up Phoenix. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, no, Phoenix's depiction and like how he presents himself was really, really, uh, you know, breathtaking in a sense. Like you know, he really goes all in on you know the preparation, mm-hmm. much like. Much how, like, you know, comparing him to Heath Ledger, I know that's kind of taboo because lots of people are like, Heath Ledger's the best Joker ever, and now people are like, Phoenix is the best Joker ever, (laughs) and taking away from that, besides that, you know, Heath Ledger, when he was preparing for the role, he locked himself in his room, he really wanted to get into that proper mindset, 
Phoenix kind of did the same thing. He did a lot of research into like his condition and things like that just to you know add to the character and it's amazing to see what he brought to the table for sure now i haven't seen the movie yet obviously as i mm-hmm. just said but i have heard the critics mm-hmm. and one thing that i kind of chuckled about also kind of irritated me a little bit aside from the sarcastic laughter is people who who were up in arms about the idea that this movie not acknowledging or not complaining about many others, but this movie in particular, to some people, apparently glorifies gun violence. Uh, now, before you give your educated response since you've seen the movie, <laughs> I just want to go out on a limb and say there are video games, mm-hmm. there are movies such as you could look at the Saw or really any horror movie ever. Mm-hmm. There are gangster movies Mm -hmm. there are all sorts of movies that depict guns or violence or murder or anything in them and those movies usually aren't called out for the same issue Mm -hmm. so i find it kind of absurd and silly that people almost would hate just to hate it almost seems like that's what's happening here people have said that well this glorifies gun violence well not any more than any other movie in the first place and second of all, that movie, it's not like I'm going to watch the Joker and be like, oh, now I'm changing my mind. That looked really cool. I'm going to use guns now. Like, I would like to hear your opinion on it. But to me, the whole entire thing is just stupid. Well, without having seen the movie, you're absolutely correct. And I'm going to give away as little as possible. But um, there is a gun presence within the movie. Mm-hmm. But overall, in the grand scheme of this this movie, the gun t- the the gun problem is a very very small scale in comparison of to the larger scale of the movie. Like the whole story of the movie, and just like the the gun shows up very little. Like there is a point where it's just like okay, yes, this this is kind of like you know wow why why did you do this. But then, you know, after that, you just don't hear about the gun. The gun's not brought up all that much until, like, towards the end of the movie. And then some stuff happens. So it's just it's just kind of crazy that they're saying, oh, this movie promotes gun violence. When, in fact, that there's so many other things happening in this movie <laughs> that don't even involve guns. Like, the violence within this movie. It's baffling that they chose to try and, you know... Execute it on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and... I know people are going to be like, well, Sheldon, the movie Saw doesn't really utilize guns, things like that. I understand that. But the idea behind gun violence is you're promoting violence is basically the issue as far as I've taken away from it. Mm -hmm. Like if violence wasn't a problem, then guns wouldn't be a problem. So I kind of link the two as one. And the fact that there are so many horror movies that exist, and don't get me wrong, I don't have a problem with horror movies. I'm just using them as an example in this argument. I don't understand why we would choose. Maybe it's because a lot of these horror movies were put out before this movie. And I don't know, maybe times have just changed. But I just, I personally don't understand why you would look at a form of art such as a movie. Which has a very deep story background Mm -hmm. to it, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, And you would try to use that as a point, you know, for your political topics. For me, it has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. And without trying to get too much into it, obviously, because like, you know, controversial topics, but like, 
people that try and use the people in positions of power that try and use depictions of art as you know a platform for themselves that's disgusting because of the fact that it's just like well why wouldn't why would you use this instance when you can use literally any other instance like people that try and like pry on the fact that's like you know say something happens and they base it off of uh video games video games are a huge one you know Mm-hmm. over the decades you know it goes away it comes back it's it's a ongoing battle and then it's ongoing struggle especially with gun violence you know a kid happens to get a hold of their parents gun that's not securely locked away and they go and show their you know their friends at school because they want to be cool mm-hmm. or you know they're being bullied or something mm-hmm. or and then like you know an incident happens where you know maybe the kid is unbalanced or you know they're on medication or things and they decide I've had enough, you know, and they decide to take up arms against whoever it is that's hurting them. And then they go a little out of control. And then the parents come back and say, well, video games cause this hmm. video games are the problem. No, no, they're not. No, I mean, it's deflecting. It's very much deflecting. And then on top of that, you shouldn't use the video games as the problem. You should take a look into the individual and see, you know, how their what's life, what, there, what's, yeah. what's structuring, you know, what, what yeah. caused this? Because like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's that their it's their fault, but like, you know, a lot of these kids, uh, and I'm using kids as an instance because of the, you know, people take up arms against video game mm-hmm. movies and art forms with gun violence is because, you know, these kids that go out and do these things they're having imbalances in their mm-hmm. life, you know, there, there's something that's broken there, there's a disconnect. And, you know, the parents like to try and connect that with the violence that they are seeing in, in, you know, video games or whatever's present, when in fact, you know, they're just trying to escape video games, art, movies, music, all that stuff. Yes, the, the gun violence may be present, but that doesn't mean that's what's going to fuel you know, the the reason for the kid to go out and commit such a for heinous sure. act. I don't disagree with anything you said. Something I'd like to add, though, and also we were speaking about Ninja earlier. His perspective on this is really point on, and I completely agree with it, because he kind of, people were asking him about the issue after Trump obviously made the famous statement of, you know, whatever it had to do with He basically blamed gun violence on video games, which... I found quite silly, mm-hmm. um, but he Ninja's response and opinion on it, and I mirror it. Per, I I mirror it in my opinion as mm-hmm. well. It's a parenting issue. Mm-hmm. Video games have ratings. Movies have ratings. Mm-hmm. All of these items have ratings. You're supposed to be of a certain age to where your mind is mature enough to handle the events that are taking place in these games slash movies slash even music. Um, I remember way back in the day. Uh, when Eminem used to be a little more controversial with his music, the media used to blame him for people's wrongdoings because mm-hmm. he was a white influencer who was influencing these young children in their eyes to do these bad things. Um, and he's made several songs kind of talking about how he finds that unjust because he's even said as a parent, he didn't let his kids listen to his own music. Mm hmm. You know, so there kind of has to be the standpoint when you're a parent, you have to look, okay, is my child mature enough or not? It's not even doesn't have to do with maturity all the time. If your child's going through something like mentally, like 
you know, you, you kind of as a parent have to be able to, I know it's easier said than done, but you have to be able to figure it out and you have to then weigh in, okay, what can they handle? What can't they handle? Should I let them play video games? Should I let them do this? Should I let them do that? Mm -hmm. Um, and I do know that the funny thing is, is my mother is completely against violent video games. I'm 20 years old, almost 21 in a week. And she still, to this day, does not like me playing Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to play Call of Duty my whole life. Mm-hmm. wasn't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto. Um, and I recently, the newest game I, I purchased and, and have been playing it a little bit, she voiced that she was not too happy about that. But I'm at the stage now where I'm making my own decisions. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I give her props, though. When, mm-hmm. I, when I look back on it, I'm glad that she did that. Um, not to say that the video games may have influenced me in a negative way, because I really do think that I would have turned out just fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that it's good for parents to kind of have that grasp on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it's like, you know, she, she took the stance that it's just like, you know, who knows, you know, I'd rather not take the chance mm-hmm. that, you know, this sure. could, this could influence my child in some way negatively. And, you know, that's probably the better way than just being like, oh, hey. I'm just going to let you get this M-rated game that has horror, has depictions of mm-hmm. violence, you know, things like that. You know, the the labels are there for a reason, and especially developmentally, like, you know, these kids, like, I play Call of Duty, you know, avidly, and, you know, I it, it, it annoys me to no end to get onto, you know, the game, get into a chat room, or not a chat room, but like into a lobby yeah, where you know you chat, you, yeah. you you hear kids, yeah, like and they are year olds, yeah, you know they 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 are screaming into the microphone. They are saying how much everyone else sucks. They are you know saying I'm going to kill you, things like that. And that's like the parents need to take this moment and to step back. Mom's clearly not yeah. home, and if she is, she's right? not doing something right. Right, something something there. It's like situations like that where it's like these kids are being you know exposed to adults Mm -hmm. adults are playing this game adults know the difference between you know oh this is a game and this is real reality exactly you know where these kids a lot of them haven't quite i'm not saying they haven't figured it out yet but you know some of them you know take this issue into real life like you know there was a few years back where um a a kid basically went real life gta because he didn't think there were any real life consequences Mm -hmm. because i remember that yeah yeah yeah. so he he, you know he stole car he injured lots of people but he didn't think he'd done anything wrong because he couldn't discern himself from the game and reality for sure and that is an issue and yeah so it's like you you need to kind of take into consideration as a parent or as a guardian or whoever's overseeing you know children it's like hey maybe I shouldn't expose my kids to, you know, adults or adult themes or just the violence in general. You should take the initiative and, you know, take some responsibility instead of blaming art forms. Going back to the Joker, given that he, I know you, again, you've seen the movie, given that he, from what I hear, has done such a great job, would you put him in your top five greatest villain act? acting jobs of all time oh that's, that's and also well, to put you on the spot you should give your top five but if you if you need me to go first <laughs> i have mine i think um that's that's a tough one because like like i said um obviously he is, his acts in the movie 
you know, he could be considered a villain, but like, I, I reserve that term more for, you know, the fact that like there needs to be a hero present for that to be an accurate term. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I feel comfortable. Well, let, let me put it like this. Who are your top five bad guys of all time? Let's say that. And when I say bad guy, I usually what comes hand in hand with that is the actor doing a good job with the role. Yeah. So I'll just ask you that blanket question. Okay. Um, well, I can tell you three off the top of my head. I don't, I don't know if I have a full f- top five. I okay. might have to That's come fine. back to this, but, um, number one, I gotta, I gotta give it to the other version of Joker, not Heath Ledger, but we're going to go into the animated series, uh, Joker, and we're going to go with, you know, Mark Hamill mm-hmm. voicing the Joker. And it's just, you know, he gives such life to the joker and you know it's he's become very iconic his voice has become iconic it's very very you know intimidating you hear this voice and you can't help but you know slightly get chills and it's just like oh i would not want to run into him in Mm -hmm. a dark alleyway you know you you look at the clown prince and you're like oh he's a clown why would i be afraid but then you hear him speak and he's very charismatic and you know he's he's a leader in the worst kind of way Mm mm-hmm but uh number one spot yeah uh the joker i'm also a very big fan of villains turn heroes so for that instance i'm gonna go with my number two as siler and for a lot of people who don't know siler is uh for the longest time he was a villain in a show called heroes and you know here yes i watched that show That's yeah a show. yes and um for a lot of people that don't know heroes takes place in like say like a modern day setting and it's kind of like x-men in that in the sense that like you know people are born with this genetic mutation that you know gives them powers very x-men vibe it's it's very x-men-y but it's also like way more you know uh modern day because it's, it's deep into the life of an average yeah yeah and and, you know with with that and and these people all of a sudden like you know they're discovering hey i have powers and then they're trying to you know either a not use them and trying to fit into humanity or b they're losing control and then they find out hey there's a secret society that are rounding us up Mm -hmm. regardless siler didn't start out as a villain but like he's very very villain like as he's starting to come to terms with his powers and then he just goes full villain he plays his role beautifully and then by the end sorry for anybody that's not watching it and it's like oh hey i'm gonna watch it spoiler alert you can mute now (laughs) but he you know he turns his his life around and towards the end i know the series got canceled but you know at the end of the series he really wants to redeem himself he wants to make up for all the wrongdoings he's done in his life he's looking back with regret with remorse and he's saying hey i need to turn my life around i can do good with my power instead of bad but like both sides he played very very well for sure and then with that leading into my next character who's done the same thing very very long time and again x-men this is actually x-men magneto Mm -hmm. one of my all-time favorite villains you know he was a villain for the longest time and as i haven't read the comics recently but you know as of right now to my knowledge he's in uh, he's doing his best to lead the X-Men, you know, he's with the X-Men, he, he's guiding the younger students, there aren't very many mutants left, you know, and so he's trying to guide the ne- next generation of mutants, and he's trying to um, fulfill what Charles Xavier has been trying to do for his entire life, 
but like while he was a villain, you know, he was so strongly opposed to humans and and taking a little bit of real life, can you really blame him? Like, look at what humanity is doing to the planet mm-hmm. as a whole. And maybe, maybe Magneto, had he been in our situation right now, maybe he has the, you know, correct idea. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, taking away from that, you know, he he sees that, you know, he went through a struggle and then he comes to terms with, hey, maybe Charles was right and we should uh you know figure this out for sure well my list is a little different than yours in number five i'm gonna go backwards up to number one in fifth place for me is probably um i think it's kevin spacey who plays um a serial killer in the movie seven which is starring morgan freeman and brad pitt okay i think that that might be one of the greatest acting jobs he's ever done I think it was Kevin Spacey. I'm pretty dang sure it was Kevin Spacey. And just the way that he plays the role, it's almost terrifying. Because mm-hmm. he just really makes you feel like he is like actually a psychopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, number four, it, it's kind of hard for me to switch these people around, but I think I put Darth Vader at number four. Okay. There, I, I understand that you look at some of the old movies and you say, eh, the acting's not all that great. <laughs> um, and some of the some of the uh, costumes were a little odd. Like I know if you go into the the um, deleted scenes or the background talk on Star Wars, they talk about how his suit was really stiff and hard for him to move around uh-huh. in. Um, but all of those things aside, I think Darth Vader fulfilled the role of the perfect supervillain. Mm-hmm. In the sense that he was, he wasn't necessarily like this evil figure. Like he was evil, but he wasn't like someone that they made you physically hate. Like you wanted them to die. It was almost like he's so awesome that people would cheer if he came back. Right. Like people want him back. Right. That's how good he did at making people love a bad guy. Um, leading into my third place, Emperor Palpatine. Oh yeah. And again, it's hard for me to kind of choose but i think emperor palpatine as an actor did a a little bit better of a job Mm -hmm. um but just him is and again it's nothing special it's not like he did anything crazy but just the way that he played the role and made the character so big and so famous and uh it's every time like when you saw when you see the new star wars trailer for instance Mm -hmm. and you hear his laugh at the end chills chills go down most star wars fans like like everybody's just freaking out Uh and the reason is is because he did such a good job that people cheer for the villain to come back Mm -hmm. and even if you look at like some of the newer star wars some people aren't that fond of kylo ren and not that i dislike him but he's nothing compared to an emperor palpatine or darth vader for that exactly so you kind of look at him you're like wow okay this is a good movie it's really good but it's missing that that guy you know that so so i put him at number three um number two i definitely think i give it to leonardo dicaprio in django unchained okay i don't know if you've seen that movie or not no just little bits and pieces he portrays the role of someone that you would want to die pretty well okay 
like you watch it and you're like it's just like he's so evil but it's like so well acted out uh-huh. i just it, it's amazing to me how well he does with that role and what he kind of does with it um especially looking back on a time such a dark time in american history um in case you didn't know he plays the role of a slave owner okay yeah um and he plays it very well and shout out to jamie fox too for his role in that movie he did so good right if you seriously if you haven't seen that movie you need to see it okay you will watch it a hundred times i swear (laughs) and then my number one place this is probably pretty obvious people probably getting tired of hearing about him uh, honestly but heath ledger joker goes in number one for me um and I and as you probably know I'm not the biggest Batman fan. I voiced my yeah. disliking with the fact that he can kill Superman many times. That kind for me personally for people who don't know me, um when they had Batman take out Superman, there's just something. I know Aaron's just shaking over there because he <laughs> disagrees with my opinion so much. But to me, it was just it ruined it for me, and also. I don't know. It also bothers me when the character is played by so many different actors. But then again, the Joker was too. Yeah. Um, for some reason, that doesn't bother me. But <laughs> but um, again, I'm not the biggest Batman fan. But the Joker comes in at number one for me because he just does such a good job. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions: probably Thanos did okay. a really good job in the okay. New Avengers. Um, I'm having a brain fart on his name, but Negan from The Walking Dead. Oh, oh, shoot! What's his name? I can't remember his name. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He does, like, there are a lot of people. I've never seen him in anything else, personally. Okay. But, like, one of my friends, uh, she's actually my neighbor, she can't watch The Walking Dead anymore because she loves him as an actor, but he portrays the role so well yep. that she doesn't want to hate him, so she doesn't watch the show anymore. But he does such a good job at making you just literally every episode, you're just sitting there screaming yep. for his death. Yep. Um. And I'm somebody who hasn't watched the recent episodes, so if he died, I don't know, so I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't um, know either. I, but those would probably be my top two honorable mentions. I'm probably forgetting a few. <laughs> um, have you thought of a fourth maybe yet? Uh, yeah, so this one, this one's going to go for like a dual uh place for the for the my fourth and because I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it, they portrayed their roles so well, so so well. Um, this is going into Game of Thrones. Uh, the actor and actress that played Joffrey and Cersei, okay. the the pair of them, just phenomenal job. That like when you're watching the series, you kind of forget that you know they're actors and actresses. And like I feel bad more feel more bad for Joffrey because you know the actor got so much hate. Like people are like, how could you do that? And like people kind of forgot to disconnect the fact that. This is an actor, mm-hmm. you know, he's he's playing a role here. This isn't how he actually is. And, like, his Twitter blew up. <laughs> and, like, you know, he's getting all sorts of flack. And, like, <laughs> people are just destroying him because he played Joffrey so well, well. The funny thing is the actor that played Negan, they have the show The Talking Dead. I don't know if okay. you yeah, yeah. After The Walking Dead, they talk about what happened on The Walking Dead on uh-huh. Talking Dead. And they have the actor who plays Negan on there. And he said he'll have people who come up to him in public and say, you know, just mean things to him or look at him weird. He's like, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a show, man. Right. One person I did forget to mention who's who could also be an honorable mention, 
the the main bad guy in the Matrix. I always forget his name as well, and I haven't seen the Matrix in forever. But the guy with the glasses. Oh, uh, Smith. Yes, his acting job is phenomenal too in that movie. I think that he does. He he's almost underrated, right? Because he does a really good job. There's and again, there's a few people that I that I'm missing <laughs> that I wish I could mention, but I, I it slips my mind. There's so many of them that do such a good job, right? Um, with that, I just had a fifth and it just left me dang it dang it well maybe it'll come back right (laughs) um moving on you tried the uh popeye's chicken sandwich right yeah i tried the uh regular one and the spicy one and i was very pleased by it um have you had chick-fil-a's chicken sandwich? i have is it better uh yes i'm sorry for you huge chick-fil-a fans (laughs) but the popeye's chicken sandwich is much better it's better okay which one did you like, the spicy or the regular one more? Uh, I'm a spicy kind of guy, I so uh, I will definitely give it to the spicy. And it's just the flavor combination. It's mm-hmm. not like an overbearing spice, but it is a very good sandwich. Yeah, I still haven't tried it yet. I'm waiting for the lines of endless people to stop sitting around waiting. I don't have the <laughs> the patience. The I don't. Patience I don't blame you, to man. Wait for a it's, chicken sandwich. It, it it's crazy too because. You know, <laughs> just a little, little bit ago, not not today, but just, you know, a couple days ago, a few days ago, I was reading something and apparently somebody's already been stabbed over the sandwich, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it, Crazy it, it, people, man. I know, right? It's, it's, it's the video game. It's amazing, right? <laughs> oh, um, but it, it's crazy to me because it's like, so I don't remember where it was, but the store, they they still had the st- supply for it, mm-hmm. but they just ran out of prepared sandwiches. And they said that, we're sorry, it could take anywhere up to a half hour to an hour wait before we have more ready for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And so this guy, you know, he's just like, I'm so lucky I got the last one. Well, some person decided that they were so upset that this guy got the last one, he stabbed him over this sandwich even though they announced that they weren't out they weren't out they just had to prepare more and they apologized yeah over a freaking sandwich man i also saw a video on facebook the other night of an argument that happened in the drive-thru of a popeyes (laughs) goodness there was two people that were waiting and the guy behind i guess was like he kept like hitting his gas and then slamming on his brakes right behind the person like stopping going stopping going and then like honking at him because they wanted him to move and they were just for no reason it's like where are they gonna go but then he got out of his car and started screaming at the person at the window a couple of cars ahead and was telling them to go huh and then they got out of their car and they were like dude calm down get back in your car and then the employees had to come up and i was just like what is going on at popeyes man right all over a sandwich but it also brings up another question you think they prepare a whole ton of them or something like they must be going through them like crazy there's no way they don't prep a bunch like in advance i you know i don't know well see i think that there's a problem with that because you know i went out and i got like three sandwiches so i got two spicy ones and a regular one and I I feel like if you if you prepare them too far in advance, it affects the flavor because by my third sandwich, I was not having it. Like the batter was kind of soggy mm, and just soggy yeah time. yeah. So it's like okay. I I feel like it needs to be prepared within a certain reasonable amount of time. So maybe that's why. Kind of on the subject of meat, man. 
<laughs> this crazy thing. Did you hear about this Arby's meat carrot? I have not oh heard about God. it. So Arby's, you know how they're like, we've got the meats. You know, okay. they're the meat capital of yeah. nothing because really they're overrated in my opinion. But, oh boy, I'm going to get some flack on that. But anyway, <laughs> um, Arby's, <clears throat> excuse me. Arby's to kind of combat the veggie trend. You know how everybody's been, or a lot of restaurants have been going vegetarian or at least uh-huh. getting vegetarian options for people. They they're like, you know what? Screw that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a vegetarian item and make it into a non-vegetarian item. Oh goodness! So they decided to do this weird thing with chicken, where they roll it up into a shape of a carrot. Uh-huh. And they let it, I think it's chicken if I remember correctly. And they let it sit in there, sit in that rolled up shape until it stays that way. Okay. And then they serve it and it looks disgusting. It looks like a hot dog, but like trying to be a carrot. Oh no. And they like put carrot powder on the on it. What? To flavor it. It looks so gross. It's hmm. like, what are you guys doing? I'm a guy who likes meat. But. I eat meat every day. Okay. <laughs> And I'm not really into the whole vegetarian thing, but for me, it's like, really, you're going to go that far out of your way, make something disgusting to counter a trend that really isn't that bad. It's not like it's a bad thing. Right. You know, it's like some people just like to eat more veggies than others. It's like, really, what's the issue? And if you're a restaurant, then you have to adapt to the trends of society. So that's why places are picking this up some people really like that they're doing this whole anti thing but it there's no way they order it because it doesn't taste good there's no way it tastes good Uh, you know now now that you bring it up i'm kind of curious just to try it just to see if it's terrible or not literally chicken with carrot powder on it it's like disgusting (laughs) there's no way that tastes good (laughs) there's no way i'll have to let you know sometime i don't know if they serve it here Oh, wonderful. Because it's a franchise thing. Okay. So I don't know if just one restaurant was doing it, but I know that they put out an ad for it. And I don't even know if they were serious about it. It could have been a sarcastic ad. <laughs> I don't really know, but there's like a video with the ad of how they make it. I was like, what huh. is going on at Arby's, man? Like, huh. seriously. While we're on the topic of Arby's, do you like Arby's? Uh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't eat it every single day, but, you know, maybe once a month or maybe even once every couple months, you know, I I like to go back to it. Growing up, I never liked it. And then I was convinced finally by some of my friends one day, you should try it. You haven't tried it in years. Try it, try it, try it. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll try it. Because, you know, you got to give things second chances. Uh So we went and I was and I had no idea what to order. I was like, what do you guys normally order? You know, I never come here. So they recommended a roast beef sandwich, uh-huh. um, and I got it, and it was like, oh, geez, I don't remember the price of it. Do you remember the price off, off the top of your head? I can't remember. It was like 5 6 something like that, somewhere in that range, 5 $6. And I get the sandwich, and it's literally bread and roast beef. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, I could literally make this sandwich at home. Not that it wasn't good. It was all right. You know, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um. But for the price, I thought it was kind of silly, the fact that they gave me some bread and some meat. I should have asked for an au jus. I've now learned that that's a popular thing there. Um, but at the time, I didn't. Either that, either that or their horsey sauce. Either way, yeah, I didn't ask for any of those things. So I was just eating a dry roast beef and bread sandwich, I guess. Hey, let me ask you, is a hot dog a sandwich? This has been a popular topic 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> this has been a popular um, topic, and I figure we should just cover it right now. I mean, by technical standards, I suppose, but I'm sorry for those of you that disagree, but I will never consider a hot dog a sandwich. Me either. I think if you look at principle and definition, it is, because it's literally meat in between bread. Yeah. Um, but, but for whatever reason. We're just not going to call it that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we're just not going to call it a sandwich. What are you going to You're going to say I'm going to have a sandwich and go eat a hot dog? Yeah. I, I don't know. That just doesn't sound right to <laughs> it's me. It's odd. I, it's I, used to, I used to work at a place that served hot dogs, chili dogs, and things like that. And I would ask them if they would like the combo, and they would respond, "No, I want just the sandwich, please." And I would, oh no, honestly, that was really I, a I, thing. I, yeah, and I, I couldn't help it. Like I cringed <laughs> visibly because it's like, what, <laughs> what, what have you just said to me? No, I so I didn't realize that that was like actually. I it, just thought yes. people were sarcastically no, arguing about it. Nope, it's it's an actual <laughs> okay. thing, and it hurts me. All right, then. that's interesting. Okay, um. I've got another one then for you since we're settling the unsolved questions of life. Um, is a straw one hole or two? Oh, goodness. Um, I would like to say two because it is on opposite ends. If, you, if you're going to compare it to a tunnel, hang on. If you're going to compare it to a tunnel, <laughs> a tunnel needs an entrance and an exit. A straw is much the same. A straw is meant to transport said liquid from point a to point b point <laughs> yeah. b being your mouth so therefore a straw is a tunnel for liquids okay which has it's one hole but yeah no so i'm sorry if you disagree but i do two holes i do disagree it's one with two entrances <laughs> that's a new one for me my sir i would get into the is water wet conversation but no i agree i i used to disagree um but if you look at the, the definition proper definition of yes. what now if you don't use the definition of wet then we have a different conversation i if, suppose if the definition is not what it was and I, I would go into depth explaining that but i really don't feel like it today um but i agree water is not wet yes okay you're yes. right here for, first folks Next thing that I would like to ask your opinion on, because I recently started thinking about this, and now that I think about it more, I don't understand it. Okay. Okay. So, I live in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. You do too. Mm -hmm. And I've been watching this show called uh, Rhythm and Flow. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's on Netflix. No. It's basically like American Idol, but for rap only. Okay. But anyway, they have some artists that were from Chicago on there. Okay. The artist would always say, I've got to represent the Midwest, right? Okay. Well, I started thinking about it. We call this the Midwest. Why? What um, is it the Midwest of? It's the Midwest of nothing. Chicago is east. Uh, and it's not in the middle. Well, I think it's it. it's because, you know, we're considered the Western country. Western Hemisphere? Uh, oh we're in the west okay yes yes so because you know we're we're in the united states we're we're in the middle of the western hemisphere so that therefore so you think they're referring to the world midwest of the world possibly i don't i don't actually know but (laughs) see you know i I just started thinking about the other day and i'm like what are we the midwest of i could see mid like the middle of like 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't um, know. <laughs> it, it, and it's really funny that you bring that up because um, I don't remember who it was. I would love to give him props, but there was this comedian who was, you know, doing a skit about like talking about the mid Midwest, and um, he was he was just he he basically was saying the same thing. He's just like, you know, I'm not sure why we call it the Midwest, and he was saying some of the similar things that you're you were just saying. And then he's just like, but then again, what else would we call it? And then someone from the crowd was like, why not the Middle East if you're in the middle, if you're in the eastern part of the United States? He's just like, sir, you need to quiet down. The Middle East is somewhere completely different that we don't talk about. And it was just really, really funny, really comical. So, I mean, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I just wanted to hear what you're... I, I don't know if I'm missing something, but to me, I was just sitting there thinking to myself when this rapper said this, he's like, I got to represent the Midwest. I was like, okay, well, wait a minute. Chicago is north. It's not... If you're thinking about just the country, it's north. Mm-hmm. It's not west at all. It's more east than it is west. I mean, if you're thinking about the continent... It's kind of in the middle, but still not really. That'd be like kind of North Dakota kind of area would be more middle. And it's still not west in the continent. It's still east. So I don't know. It must be hemisphere. I know I'm thinking really deep into nothing. (laughs) Anyway, Aaron, I appreciate you being on for another episode, man. I appreciate being here. And thank you, everybody, for uh, listening in to another episode of Randomality at its Finest. I hope you catch me on Tuesday for my uh, weekly word episode. Um, Other than that, we'll also be back with another uh, special guest next week on Thursday as well. So uh, catch everybody next time. Thank you.